0: The U.S. economy and voter polls have been delivering both good and bad news to President Biden. Insight from Peter Morisi, economist and emeritus business professor at the University of Maryland. Peter, how do you see things?
1: Well, the good news is the economy is really not doing that badly. Uh, Despite what his critics may say, uh, the, the unemployment rate remains low. The jobs creation is great. Uh, the, uh, un- inflation is coming down. It's not where we want it to be. Granted, we have high interest rates, but with the kind of inflation we've been having, these are bearable for now. So, you know, he should be getting a little bit more credit than he does. Unfortunately, prices, once they go up, don't come back down. Yeah. That's, 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 that's tough. Basically people have taken a hit on their real incomes that won't be retrieved owing to the fact that it was artificially elevated by the, by the supplemental payments we got during the pandemic. Now, the bad news is if you look at the polling numbers on the economy, he gets terrible marks. I mean, you know, they say on general approval ratings, uh, the, uh, he's, he's not much worse off than other previous presidents. True. But, uh, if you look at the economy, it's terrible. Whether people want him to serve another term, even Democrats don't want to, because there's a one in three chance he'll die in office. Now, Trump is picking up votes, but he's picking them up in the wrong places. He's picking them up in states where Biden won by so much, he has no hope of flipping them and where he won the last time. So it doesn't do him any good. He's picking up some minority voters, especially Hispanics. But if you look at the individual state polling data, which is how we count the electoral college Mm -hmm. in three of the four states he flipped, he flipped Florida, Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Wisconsin in 2016 to win. Those were big flips for him. In three of those, Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Wisconsin, he's still behind. Or he's very, it's very close in Wisconsin, but in Pennsylvania and Michigan, he's behind. Now, unless Trump makes more progress in those places, he can't—he he loses the Electoral College. Yeah. Another thing, this is getting a little bit wonky, but if you look at the Electoral vote, excuse me, if you look at the popular vote margin, Trump is likely to get a half a percent, a percent. It's less than the popular vote margin that Hillary Clinton had when she won the popular vote and lost the Electoral College. Right now, it would be electoral justice, so to speak, if you're just at a you know independent observer, that if we had the election right now, it looks as though he'd win the popular vote and lose the electoral vote at which point he'd be pulling his
0: hair out. The irony, right. We're speaking with Peter Morrisi, economist and emeritus business professor at the University of Maryland. He's written a piece for MarketWatch called Biden Gets No Credit for the Improved U.S. Economy, but that won't cost him votes. You break down uh, what do you call the three pillars of Bidenomics, and in one of them you say generating green energy is more expensive than anticipated. Explain that.
1: Well, green energy requires a lot of capital up front. Think about a windmill cost a great deal of money to build an offshore windmill. So the cost of capital is a big factor in that. How much do you have to pay to finance it? And with interest rates up, the assumptions that environmentalists keep throwing at us that, uh, that green energy is really going to turn out to be cheap evaporate. If you have to pay six, seven percent for your capital, all of a sudden a natural gas plant looks a lot more efficient to generate electricity. Mm. Um, the other thing is is, is that electric vehicles—they're going to be expensive to make. Uh, they're coming up with all kinds of wild comparisons. Bloomberg said, "Well, Elon Musk has got a Tesla three down to the, you know, below the average price of a, what a car is selling for in the United States. The average car selling United States today is the United States, isn't that one of those little dinky sedans? It's it's an SUV. Yeah, it's a decent yeah. sized SUV. If you look at the Teslas, you don't get a lot for your money." Forget about the price. They're small cars.
0: How about the labor markets being out of balance here?
1: They still are. Uh, you've got two things. You've got, have one and a half times as many jobs as there are people looking for work. In a normal economy, it's one-to-one. It's about even. Uh, ben Bernanke and a colleague have done an interesting econometric model, which uh, Powell says a lot about. He, 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 it's, he, it's, a, it's a Brookings paper. And in that paper, they have to get that ratio down below one to get to where they need to be. And then they attribute that to expectations. I attribute that more to labor market imbalances and expectations. Now, that's not, you don't have to get it down there forever, but you have to get it down there low enough to break the cycle. I mean, businesses are still thinking in terms of raising prices. Uh, and, and they are. The center aisles in the grocery store, where you, where you were dealing with the big consumer products companies, they're back in the old mentality, we can raise our salaries by raising our prices. They, they frankly, compensate themselves very, very well, and they charge Americans all they can, whenever they can.
0: Thanks, Peter. Peter Morrisi, economist and emeritus business professor at the University of Maryland.